welcome to the Pure Grace podcast, Becoming Love. I am your host, Nevi G. In season two, you will hear me having conversations on different spiritual and holistic topics, and I'm going to tell you why. I am here to take a stand for healthy relationships, life-giving body care habits, and love-inducing sexual experiences to create vitality, freedom, fun, play, and overall divinely inspired, magical existence. I believe creative energy is sexual energy and sexual energy is innately spiritual. I am here for a conscious sex revolution. Currently, our sexual vitality, which is our life force energy, is being depleted from societal norms, devices, screen time, toxic media, poor quality food, unhealthy relationships, chronic stress, immature emotional intelligence, trauma, inflammation, unethical policies, the list goes on. Who am I? I am a free spirited creatrix. I have two divinely inspired transformational coaching programs. If you want to chat about those, you can go to www.gratefulheartenergy.com forward slash apply to get on my calendar. And I'd like to take this moment to thank you. I'm honored by you being here now and listening and investing time in the show. Today's guest is Elaine. I met her during her yoga teacher training where I was the Ayurveda teacher. And a few years later, she joined my coaching program. And now she is in our spiritual community. And she joined the coaching program when she was struggling to feel vibrant energy and joy in her life. And you will hear the rest from our conversation. Enjoy. All right. This is Neve, and I'm here talking to Elaine, which is one of the members in the Pure Grace community. And she also went through my coaching program last early spring. Is that right? Early spring. Um, and she's had some amazing transformations and recreated herself. So I asked her to join me and just share a little bit about her journey. So thank you, Elaine, for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. I mean, I shared, I think this conversation really was inspired from when we were talking at the end of the last cleanse. And how many cleanses have you done with me now? Three? Uh, just two. Two. Okay. Two. Um, and it was the end of the most recent one. And you're like, yeah, I lost 30 pounds. And I was like, wait, wasn't that one of your original goals when we had our one of our first conversations? And you're like, yeah. So I don't know if you want to just jump in and share a little about that. Uh, yeah, originally that was one of, one of my goals because I had gained a lot of weight um, because I needed a hip replacement very unexpectedly and had to stop doing a lot of my physical activities and also had gone through menopause, which caused a lot of weight gain. And um, nothing seemed to work to take it off. And adopting the habits and going through the course just made it a very easeful uh, process. And in less than a year and nine months, I just seemed to melt and it came off without effort to my own amazement. Yeah. I want to jump in really quick because you didn't <laughs> believe me at first when we were talking, I was like, Oh, because you were listing things you wanted to accomplish, you know, working with me and being in the group. And I was like, Oh yeah, you can totally lose that weight. And you were like a naysayer at that point. You're like, no, I don't think. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's because I had been 
through, I mean, I used to get up and walk on a treadmill or go outside and walk or go to yoga. I've been through so many different, my own forms of intermittent fasting and my own forms of various methods of trying to lose weight and nothing seemed to work. And my doctor just told me, you know, when your hormones change, you know, sometimes your body goes through various stages and it's just a fact of life. It's some women, when they get older, just have a very difficult time losing weight. Well, I wasn't willing to accept that. So I went to the, to the, to like a, um, a guy to do private like weight training and various different things. And I did get to a point where I had lost some weight um, and started to get back in shape. And that's when my hip went and it all kind of went down the drain. Um, but I never got back to where I felt good um, and felt like I could move. Basically, the reason I wanted to lose weight is because I felt like in yoga, which is something I love, I couldn't move the way I used to move. And it wasn't vanity thing it was I wanted to feel like I could move my body the way I used to be able to move my body and I couldn't yeah I'm so glad that you brought that in because it's it's really about how you feel it's really not about losing weight although I know that it's something a lot of people do want to do and it is healthy it helps all the other systems in the body right if you have optimal weight and it just feels good blah when you start to feel yeah. bloated all the time and stuff it's like oh i don't want this the energy feels stuck in the body or you walk by a window and go who is that person you don't even know who, who it doesn't look like who you think you are and i remember on the first call you said something to me about the word addiction and i thought i'm not addicted to food i mean or i didn't think i was um but I think after having gone through everything that I've gone through with you in the last year, perhaps maybe food was an addiction because I've let go of so many things in the last year and so much has just dropped away in addition to my weight. Um, and I'm still letting go of so many things um, and releasing so many things. Weight's just one of the things. Yeah. I don't know if you want to share a little bit like how there was a lot of other things going on that were emotional. Cause I've definitely seen that transformation on the calls on all of our group calls. Uh, you know, how you, you used to uh, pretty much every call, there was something that caused you to have an emotional reaction, uh, which I think is totally normal. Like we're all going through so much stuff in life, but those have disappeared for the most part. And I'm fine with them. <laughs> they, can, they can come back anytime. Just let you know, like in crying, I'm pro crying. However, I have noticed a big difference. And I don't know if you want to speak to that too. Well, I, I, when I first got in the group, I was going through a lot of grief because of COVID and I lost my job. I lost my mother. Um, and there was just a lot of changes going on in my life. Um, and I'm just used to holding space for other people, not people holding space for me. And see, I'm getting emotional again. I'm so uh, glad I could hold that space, though. Thank you. 
And that's one of the things the group did for me, which it provided a container that I felt safe. And there's a lot to be said. Yeah, it's definitely, and I'll I'll speak to that for a moment because it's a, I feel like it's a very basic human need that gets overlooked. Like we need to be seen and we need to be heard. And it's not, at least for women, I don't think it's can just come from a partner. I, I, you know, I've been studying and looking into all this female wisdom, divine feminine, like where, you know, what were our ancestors doing? What were the, what were we doing in tribes? Like, how are we really there supporting each other? And there was a lot of, oh, we're going to wash our clothes in the Creek and just listen and talk and share stories and let everybody be seen and heard. And I think with the patriarchy and the um, com- competition energy that comes sometimes with, I think it's patriarchal. I think that society is kind of pushing us to be more against each other. Like, oh, we need to look a certain way or act anyway, but it's like lost. I think that that wisdom of like, oh, you need a safe space to be seen and heard. I feel like it's, you know, it's not totally lost. We're doing it, but you know, it's not yeah. as common. Um, I, I think also the the process and the way you have revived your essence set up forces you to take time for yourself, which most women don't do. Um, and it forces you to take quiet time, which most people in general don't do. Um, and to spend time looking inward. And to really do a lot of soul searching, um, which is how you let go of things. And I don't think most people in general do that. Um, And it's the letting go of, and you don't even know you have things to let go of until you do start doing the inward journey. Um, Because Revive Your Essence is about forming Ayurvedic habits and that but that's just the beginning it's also to me it was a spiritual journey when we did the um the yamas and the niyamas um and and going through those habits as well that's I mean I did them when I did yoga teacher training but when I journaled about them as we went through the course, and then we talked about them twice a week. I looked at them probably much deeper, and I heard them from a different perspective from each person in the group. And the group held me accountable to really looking at them and to really talking about them, not just from a surface level, but from a very deep level, much deeper than I probably would have looked at them on my own. When you're in a group, I think it just holds you more accountable to do the work, which you wouldn't do as deeply, I don't think, on your own. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that one of the powers of being in the group and going through that process is being able to share and digest, but also really like what you said, listening to what other perspectives and other things that are arising and the awareness of your uh, members of the group, it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. And then you kind of reflect, self-reflect on that part. And so there's 
power to community and to going through a a journey that's already outlined like hey everyone's going to do this and then we're all going to talk about it and cry about it think about it reflect on it then we're all going to do this and you know not everyone you know was exactly in the same place at the same time which is totally fine it didn't it didn't change the transformation for anyone but yeah or knowing that you're not alone is powerful right which is why i'm like anti the <laughs> courses where it's like you just go through the content and then there's no like group calls or i kind of feel right. like it miss it that's missing the divine feminine like it's missing right. that community piece you know and even that the ayurvedic habits we sort of held each other accountable you know what did you do with this habit even if it was just something small i think the word is what is it kaizen kaizen yeah the lowest hanging fruit what's your baby step in this direction yeah, yeah. and that's kind of my, one of my favorite sayings now baby steps just baby steps because some of it i still don't fully do but i've taken steps in each of the habits um and some of the habits i fully adopt and some i may never fully adopt but i live each of the 10 habits and they're part of who i am now and i don't think i'll go back to living any other way really um and and one of the habits that i thought was kind of stupid when it started was drinking hot water all day what what is that going to do for me um and that's one of the habits that i absolutely love and that i rely on and i crave hot water my husband like when we're out and i order hot water people look at me like really you want me to go get you hot water because they bring me ice water and i just love hot water but it i feel like it I don't know somehow cleanses my cells maybe it's in my mind I don't know but well no I mean there's a couple of things it does I mean one is it's it's more hydrating it's actually you can actually process more of the water like and and use it but another yeah. thing is sipping warm water especially warm lemon water throughout the day helps your immunity it helps boost your immunity which I think a lot of people don't really think of uh whereas ice water is not doing that people do the same thing to me i'm and now i've got my partner on it so we just go in and we you know they bring us the two glasses of ice water and we're like yeah can we get two hot waters with lemon please and they kind of look at us and then they go get it but i also credit it for one of the things that helped me lose weight because i realized that most of the time when i thought i was hungry i really wasn't hungry i was thirsty Oh totally. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that's a huge one. And I didn't know the difference between thirst and hunger. And you would think by this point in my life I would have figured that out, <laughs> but I honestly didn't know the difference. And now most of the time when I think I'm hungry, I drink water first to make sure it's not just thirst. And most of the time it's just thirst. And one of the things that learning all these habits has taught me is how to listen to my body. I actually after losing all this weight and detoxing and everything, I can actually my body actually talks to me and I can actually listen and hear it, which I couldn't do before. 
that's probably the biggest transformation I've experienced in this whole year. Um, I've developed a sense of intuition. I can hear my body speak, which I never could in my whole life. And I actually can look at a menu and wait for my body to tell me what it wants to eat. My, I tell my husband that, and he goes, you, it tells you? And I said, well, it's, it's a feeling. It's not like there's a little person in there going, well, you should eat this. But I can feel it. And if I don't feel it, I do what I call muscle testing, which is a form of energy testing, and ask. And, it, and the, my choices are vastly different than they used to be. Um, I, I have a pit of personality, which is pretty much hard driving kind of person. And the choices I used to make were very acidic and not what I should have been eating. Well, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's something that Ayurveda teaches is that it's very, you kind of crave the things that are throwing you more off balance until you really slow down and listen. And then you start craving the things that will bring you in balance. But it's pretty funny because most pizza people want coffee, alcohol, like spicy food, all these things that increase. Exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I loved vinegar based things. I loved tomato sauce and everything that was acidic and now i want sweet potatoes and beets and oatmeal and yeah i love how it's all past tense you're like yep and i also now i know why you've been bringing up on all of our group calls your body talking to you because it's something that's been developing over the last year is this deep relationship with the body which is really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Cause it's, you know, and it's interesting because you can choose like sometimes what I I've noticed is I can feel my body. My body's like, you would be more balanced if you had this avocado thing or whatever. And then my mind is like, but look at those cheesy fries or whatever. And it's like, Hmm. Okay. My body actually wants this nourishment, but my mind and my tongue are like cheesy fries. And it takes like, choosing the thing that nourishes you over and over and over again to build that muscle where it's like, oh, actually, I don't want the cheesy fries. That's just my mind or my tongue or something, right? Is that what you experience? The thing that your mind tells you at once, you learn that you pay a price because then you don't feel good. Your body just doesn't feel good the next day. Or um, even later that evening. Or sometimes. even later the yeah. same day. Yeah, you just don't feel good. So then you just drink twice as much hot water. But <laughs> it's it's something I never felt before, and I pro- that's one of the reasons I'll stick with the habits because it's something I never knew. But another thing I. Just I thought about this morning and I, that was when I was little, I was very thin and I didn't like to eat breakfast. And I most of the time didn't like to eat lunch. And I used to be forced to eat because my family just 
thought I didn't eat enough. And now, when I look back, I thought, as a kid, I intermittent fasted. And my family wouldn't let me. But somehow, instinctively, I knew to do it. And now I'm back to where I was as a kid. They should have just let me be. Revive Your Essence is a spiritual awakening, a remembering of your soul's purpose with the support and accountability to take action on the things you've been meaning to do for way too long. This course is designed to help you grow in confidence, self-love and consistency and self-mastery so you can get out of your own way and serve humanity with your unique gifts and talents. If you want more information, visit my website, nevegrace.com, N-E-V-E-G-R-A-C-E.com, or schedule a call with me at gratefulheartenergy.com forward slash apply. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, yeah. And I mean, you probably did need more calories as a kid. However, that's, I think, one big thing that most Americans, especially, but probably everywhere in the world is really missing is that that space between meals. Like even if you're not going to only have two meals a day, which is generally what you and I are doing one to two meals a day. For me, it depends on my workouts. If I'm working out, I need a little more. However, like there's there's really nothing in that space except hot water and sometimes herbal tea with no caffeine. I mean, there's, it's literally nothing. And I don't think people get that. It's, it's really, that space is what allows you to learn what hunger feels like. That space is what allows you to, to release the excess weight that doesn't feel good. It's really feeling that space. In a year. I mean, and I don't want to, if I do have a snack, it's a piece of fruit and that's mid afternoon because I probably haven't had lunch. That may be my lunch. Same. I do like fruit and Ayurvedically, you're not really supposed to eat fruit with meals. So it's a great snacking option. If you, you know, like a lunch or also fruit. And this is fun. I don't know if you've tested this out, but if you eat fruit 20 to 30 minutes before your meal, you get really hungry because the sugar is like waking your body up like, hey, we're going to digest food now. And you, there's an order of digestion with tastes. So it goes sweet is first, sweet, salty, sour, stringent, pungent, bitter, or bitter, stringent, pungent. But anyway, what I do is I eat salads last and that feels really good. You should test that one out because you know how at restaurants, they always serve you salad first, right? Well- I learned to eat salad last from my husband's Italian grandfather. Oh, cool. Italians eat salad at the end of the meal. So I've learned to eat salad last from him. Well, it's Ayurvedic and it feels great. I love it because if you want to help your digestion. Yeah. And if you want to eat more, you just (laughs) eat more salad. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to fill up on some more leafy greens. And it's like, great. Because after 20 minutes, your stomach's like, uh, you know, I'm full now. (laughs) So that's why it's good to eat slow, which is also Ayurveda. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, the Ayurveda, I really hope, I mean, it is spreading. I hope it continues to spread because it does make life more easeful, rhythmic, and I think more connected to nature and the elements inside and outside. I don't know if you've noticed that too, but 
Yes. And that, that was another habit that I never took the time for spending more time in nature, which you have to understand me before I started becoming a part of this group, I used to work probably at least 12, 14 hours a day going full tilt. And for me to slow down to the extent that I have is quite incredible. My my husband used to say, unless you're flying through the world with your hair on fire, you're not happy. And he's amazed that I'm totally happy getting up in the morning, doing yoga, going for a walk. I, you know, spending an hour doing walking meditation before my day even begins. And he he's seen me change. And I'm just happier. I want I want less. I need less in my life. And I'm happier for the simpler things. They're the, the the need for more, more, more is gone. I'm, I'm just coming from a whole different place. And it's just like a, a whole different level of consciousness, I guess, too. Yeah, I would say it's like this. What it sounds like to me is as you as you live the habits, you get more connected to your true essence and nature itself. You realize you need less and less. You want less and less. You have the answers within you. And it creates this like magical spiritual existence. Yeah. And, and I can't even begin to tell you how many people have seen my pictures or seen posts that I've made. And people I haven't seen talked to in years contacted me going what are you doing you look so different you look so happy what are you doing it's like just doing yoga and meditating and just doing my thing and hanging out with neve in the group (laughs) that's the next part you need to share it was really interesting though i had no idea i mean i you know i know i was one of the teachers in your teacher training right and i shared the ayurveda part um but i didn't realize that you were so in the pitta at that time, like go, 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 go. And that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because it is not common, easy or normal to be like that. And then just to be, be able to actually slow down, process your life, digest things. And that probably expanded your life by a couple of years, like you living this way now, you're probably going to live a lot longer because you're not constant, like forward motion. And it's bringing other things into my life that weren't in just a different perspective on everything. I mean, even like we talked about, we talk about Christ consciousness and a different, it's a different, um, I still go to church. I'm still Catholic, but I don't go there out of a sense of obligation. I go there because it's a quiet place to be. Um, and I probably have an entirely different experience than the other people around me because I don't necessarily participate in the same way they do. I'm there from a different place of being, I guess. Yeah. Um, Would you say that 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 transformation from um, 
I don't even know really what words to use. I tried to put some words on it earlier, but it's like, I don't know if it's attachment I've, to religion, but yeah. Well, go, how would you say it? <laughs> I've always had, always had a very deep faith my whole life. Um, and I've been on a spiritual journey for a while, which I'm not attached to all the, uh, I don't know what you call it. I don't need the rituals and the hierarchy of the church, most of which I think is totally unnecessary. Um, I don't even know that you need a formal church per se, um, but it's where I was brought up and I still feel at home there, um, but not in the same way that I mean, if my mother knew half my thoughts, she would probably just roll over her grave. But yeah, that's why I'm freaking out. <laughs> my mom is listening to the podcast. I'm like, oh well, hopefully um, she's okay. Because I think I believe that heaven's in your head. I don't think it's someplace up in the sky or hell or hell. And I think God's inside of everybody. And that's why I can look at people differently and treat people differently than I ever did before. And I treat everyone from a place of love, which is how I think everybody should be on earth. But, and that's not necessarily, and that's not to say Catholics don't believe that. Um, They just don't believe it in the same way I do. Yeah, well, it's, it is a hard thing to talk about, but I have noticed that on the first few calls that we had, um, or I'd say like maybe the first couple of months, there was still like this, well, let me bring in what the Catholic perspective is or like, right. And then there was this softening that happened and this kind of opening that I noticed. And it, I think it is really coming from an expanded consciousness where it's like, oh, there's not the right and wrong. Like the heaven and hell, the dualism is not helpful. No, it's not. It's, and I think, I don't think there is any one right, wrong religion. I think as long as you believe there's a God or something higher than you, I don't think there's any one right way. I agree. I, I personally think that God's inside of everything. Well, that's why I like that um, Neil Douglas Klotz and his uh, interpretation. Maybe we should do his book next, but his interpretation of the very beginning of the Bible, like we're all created in God's image. is He translated it to, you know, he looked at the Aramaic, he's got a doctor, you know, all that stuff, but it's mm. you're created in a divine vibration. And I'm like, aha, that makes sense. Everyone has that d- divine vibration within them. And I think that's the whole journey, What, no matter what religion or spirituality, what it, is to really see that divine light in you, like to hang out with you, Elaine, and actually like look past all of the stuff, all of the stuff that could be reflecting back to me, like triggering my ego to see through all of it and to see your eyes and to see Christ's light or the divine love in your eyes and see that vibration. I think that's like the whole spiritual journey is about. Well, and as I've gotten deeper into my energy work, even my energy work, that's what it's all about. As you get deeper and deeper into it, it's all higher consciousness work. 
which higher consciousness work is all connection to God and one another. And that's it, just what it is. Pretty powerful. It's it's really cool as you allow, I feel like it was kind of like a, I don't know how to explain it, but there was like a bubble of religion around me, right? For a while. And once I could pop that bubble and I expand out, it was like, oh, I can see the synchronicity in the different religions and the different spiritual modalities and the different energy practices where there's, there's things that we're kind of all doing that the, the goal is really love and it is light, even though it sounds so cheesy. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the synchronicities are all over the place because even in, like in the coursework that we did in Revive Your Essence, so much of it was synchronistic in the energy coursework that I was doing or in the, even in some of the, um, the bioenergetic work that I do, that is healing work, but there's still has to do with blockages and energy in the body have to do with emotions, which still have to do with what people believe and how they got stuck in the first place because of energetic higher consciousness stuff, really. Yeah. And when do you say that the Ayurveda habits that are really aligning the body with like the all layers of the koshas? Which when you get down to it is what allows you to rise. Right. Well, would you say though, that it's almost essential to really get everything that you would want to get from the energy work? like the way that they're paired, because I have seen people like just focused on Ayurveda or just focused on energy stuff. And it, it feels like they, 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 they want each other. (laughs) Ayurveda and energy stuff, I think are like a marriage. That's what I've discovered in Revive Your Essence, because as soon as I started doing the Ayurvedic work, it's, seems like it allowed like an opening and a rising inside of me that wasn't there before it like it cleared a path and i i think that cleared the gunk that was in the way i don't think you can rise high enough without clearing the gunk because part of what i do the energy codes consciousness work is about clearing the gunk and that's what Ayurvedic work is totally yeah it's like emotional and physical ama digestion yeah which ama anyone listening ama is like basically the white gunk the toxicity that gets stuck in your body and blocks your channels and stuck in your mind and blocks your thoughts like snacking all the time does that Um, we didn't talk about that but intermittent fasting does make your mind a lot clearer I do this all the time, by the way. I take my fingers and go from the center of my forehead out like you taught. If you're listening to this now, just try it. It feels so good. I love it. Oh, it feels so good. Open your whole whole head. It makes you feel good. So you take your fingers and you start right above your eyebrows. You have all four fingers and you go from the center of your forehead out to the edge of your hairline and then just go up and do the next layer and then go to the top of your scalp through your hair and go down. Oh, feels so good. Head massages are like the ultimate fire. Oh, I love head massages. 
But there's also another one that where you start in the beginning, in the center of your head, go out and around your ears, mm. over your shoulders, and then pulling that muscle on your shoulder. That's called a radiant Chinese circuit. And going around your ears and then pulling on your shoulders releases something called a triple warmer, which is the meridian in your body that causes you to go into fight or flight, like the bear is going to get you. Right. And if you do do just that, it, it puts you in the parasympathetic. I believe it. I feel more relaxed, even though I drank coffee this morning. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. I don't know if there's um, anything else that you wanted to touch on, but this has been super amazing conversation, really. And it, I think having this conversation anchors the transformation and anchors the learning for you personally. Like it's, you know, the silence after the ohm, right? Having this, like, you know, and we're not, it's cool, we're not done if you will, or like, it's not over because we're hanging out in the community and it's, it's just really cool to witness each other's growth on this journey. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts. Um, just that even just the going through the book that we're going through now, it just continues to be a learning and growing experience. Um, the group Pure Grace in general, I, we're, I'm always learning and hearing something new. Um, and just the sense of community that we have for each other and the love we have for each other. There's nothing like it in other relationships I have in my life. Um, not that I don't have other dear friends who I love dearly. Um, I do. Um, but they're not the same kind of friends that I can discuss spirituality with and the types of subjects that we talk about in Pure Grace. Um, it means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. It means a lot to me too. So thank you for being a part of the magic because it wouldn't be magic if I was alone with a book on Zoom. <laughs> you know, it takes the whole group to create the magic. And I think that that was the only thing that I was meant to say earlier, but I didn't was that when you were talking about the group and the synchronicity, that blew my mind, even though I've <laughs> created this journey and I'm holding this space, having everyone go through Revive Your Essence and then continue on in the community and the amount of synchronicities that we experience weekly with each other is so magical. It, it would be really hard to be in that group and not think we're all connected or we're all one consciousness. It's just insane. So I don't know. I, I forgot to mention that earlier, but it's like, it blows my mind. <laughs> it is. And there's no subject we can't talk about. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but we talk about drinking pee and everything else in that group. So. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And there's no, that's, I mean, that was my intention when I felt called to create a spiritual community, it was open-minded, heart-centered um, people that could really discuss anything without any judgment, you know, without any like 
right or wrong or like, oh my gosh, you're a Democrat. Oh, well, you're a Republican. Like none of that BS, low vibrational stuff. And we don't have it. And we're not necessarily all the same. We might not all be voting the same or choosing the same things or what. And it doesn't have to matter. Um, so I, I really appreciate everyone in the group being in that frequency and that vibration of love and like, how do we practice seeing the divine light in each other? And I feel like that's what we're doing all the time. And I love how we call each other out and we have a a relationship with each member. Like everybody has a relationship with one of each member on their own outside of the group. And then we have the group meeting. So I just, I love that. I think it's really. One of the things that, that I think is cool is like when I'm out doing something taking a walk on the beach or whatever i take a picture or whatever because i think of the group and go oh someone said would love this or you know i actually the group is like part of my life it feels like family it feels like the family that's not (laughs) political or judgmental right (laughs) that's a that's a nice thing to have Yeah, it's really beautiful. So yeah, in closing, if you, you know, if anyone out there would like to have a family (laughs) that's spiritual and open-minded, non-judgmental, please send me a message. I can share a little more about it. Um, But it has truly been a magical experience and we're about to do Revive Your Essence again. So if anyone is ready for that transformational journey, also send me a message because it's it's almost that time. I'm planning it for the spring equinox to the fall equinox because I'm all about the energy. Thank you, Elaine, for being here and sharing with me today. And I'll see you on Monday. Okay. Thank you. Holy cow, right? 30 pounds in nine months, emotional harmony, Family-like support, yes. What a life-giving, essence-reviving transformation Elaine had. Our community rocks. We are living our remembering, raising our vibration, energy initiations, it's fire. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. If you want to connect with me or you know someone I could interview or if you would like to be on the podcast, send me a message. And you can always find me at Everfree Spirit on Twitter and Instagram. And my Facebook page and YouTube channel is Free Spirit Creatrix. And I invite you to create a day full of love and magic for yourself. Bye. It looks like our time has come to an end. So until we meet again, I'm sending you love. Thank you.